Welcome to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe, and I'm a sales and marketing coach and LinkedIn lead generation service provider. I work with health, life, and mindset coaches and online service-based business owners to help them get more sales, shift their time to the client generating activities instead of just the busy work, and overcome that social media overwhelm. Let's get into the show. If you're ready to take on your next paying clients, I have good news. My free four basics of client attraction and how to stand out class is live at HaleyRowe.com slash client hyphen attraction. In the class, you're going to learn the top two traits I recommend for most coaches and entrepreneurs if they really want to turn this into a career. You're going to learn how you can build demand for your services and stop getting crickets on your posts. You're going to learn the sales roadmap I used to improve my sales conversion rate and help my clients do the same. And you're going to learn so much more. So go to HaleyRow.com slash client hyphen attraction and get your copy of the class today. Hey, I am here today with a special guest, Laura, and she is going to announce who she is and what she does very shortly. But what we're going to be talking about today is a healthy way to market, meaning a way that does not leave you feeling drained, a way that maybe feels aligned with you and your talents and your strengths. And so, Laura, why don't you start by just introducing yourself and what you do, and we will go from there. Hi. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much, Haley, for having me. Hi, guys. My name is Laura Baum, and I am an herbalist. I am a teacher. I've been in the teaching in the classrooms, um, private and public schools the last 20 years. And I decided, like many of you guys today, to join entrepreneurship. And so I started my business around five years ago, Laura's Botanicals, and we started with offering um, clinical herbalism consultations, workshops, in-person, local-only business. And so I was just running the gamut of being at live events, being at different workshops in multiple places. Yeah, if you if you relate to that, just raise your hand. That's me, because I, I know there are lots of us, right, where we are like, okay, if I'm going to, if, obviously, once you figure out people really like what you have to offer, the demand doesn't go away. And just trying to serve every everybody everywhere. And so I was literally doing that. I was serving at like maybe four or five locations at once, doing, you know, roughly 100 or 200 events a year. And that's no joke. And of course, what happened? I burned out. I burned out big time. And I started thinking about different ways to market my business so I wouldn't have to stretch myself too thin and also not hit those revenue ceilings. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. I think that starting a business and growing a business could be a never ending day to day situation if you let it be right, because there's always more you could do. There's always more platforms. There's things that are always changing. And so setting some boundaries about, you know, when you're going to work and when you're not and what you're going to do for marketing and what you're not can sometimes be really important, but also kind of challenging because you probably get stuck sometimes and like, well, I do these events and that's how it works and all that. So tell me a little bit about what did you shift to, you know, when you were burnt out and you're like, you know what, I need to change the way I'm marketing. What was your first step at that point? Well, once I tried online marketing and realized that I could not only gather more people um, in one single space with minimal effort using online social selling methods and basic online marketing methods, 
and that they I had their I had everybody's attention on me. I had their focus. I wasn't borrowing from like when you're at a market or an event, right? You're you're sharing this the the, the audience with everybody, and it's not curated to you. So one, they're not even warm to you. They're completely cold, cold traffic, right? Two you're sharing with all of your neighbors. So the chances of them really connecting are, are gonna be a lot harder. So doing more of those wasn't the answer. Doing digital marketing was. Once I had my first live event and I had like 50 people show up and they were all focused and dialed into my message, it was a no brainer that that was what I was gonna be repeating and doing more of in my business. Now, how I learned that was through a coach, which is my second, at the same time, you're 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 getting you're investing in someone who's already done the walk because there are other kinds of models. And really, honestly, I, if my goal was to be in less spaces and to not be burnt out on my service-based job, I should probably invest in someone who's already achieved that. So, absolutely. So, when you say a live event, do you mean like a Facebook challenge, a webinar, a combo? Tell me a little more about what you mean by live event. Yeah, so I mean live launching, which was has been on the online marketing market for quite some time now and has, you know, some people have really mastered it. Some people are really against it now, but honestly, it does work. And it's a great repeatable system and cycle to have in the business um, because you literally can just rinse and repeat what works. I have an ad that I ran for my first live events five years ago, and I haven't had to change anything about it. The copy, the mechanisms, where I use it. In fact, it's still in the groups that I used it at. All I have to do is go and find the ad and just comment on it and it's back on the top of the group again and it's regaining more attention because I'm using evergreen content or content that lasts forever and I'm just utilizing it strategically based on my plan and my goals, which is what this is all about now, right? Getting ahead of the game, getting ahead of your marketing, not getting swamped up. I see a lot of people and who I work with specifically are people who I like who I was, brick and mortar, local businesses who are in service space who really care but are just are stuck in the weeds of their business, meaning like they're not ahead of it. They're they're spending money sporadically, which is what I was doing. I, I didn't create a marketing budget. I was just taking a, one looking at the shiny objects and be like, well, I think that's going to be a great opportunity. Sure, I'll spend $500 there. Well, that adds up and it's not strategic and it's not always going to be a win. It's not predictable. Absolutely. Yes. So when you say live launching, do you mean like open and close cart, you know, because it could have a lot of definitions because a lot of people use the same terms for different methods and things. So um, is it something where you're like, hey, you know, here's our launch period and you have a pre pre sale section and then the launch and et cetera? Or tell me just a little more about your definition of live launches. Yeah, I mean, and this is based on like how I've invested and how I've learned it through the people that I've worked with. Um, but it's like a, it's a mechanism. And yes, it has an open and closed date, but there's also events that are within the sequence of time um, so that you can stimulate and build trust and connectivity because live 
live like we're doing right now is a lot more high connecting and it helps people feel safe and um, it can engage in a much more vibrant way. It's more of a quicker, I'm gonna get on a phone call because I trust this person rather than other types of content that's just sitting there or them gonna be reading it. Um, and then I also would say that live launching is also that launch cycling where it's something that once you master this unique launch in your business, you can repeat it and change it over time forever in your business. Awesome. Yeah. And I think that's so important to mention because if you don't want to get burnt out, you need to have something that you're sticking with. So in other words, I see a lot of people pick a launch strategy or pick something that they're going to do for marketing, do it for like two weeks, you know, not really track anything, not really paying attention to it. Um, if it doesn't work at the first sight of not working after two weeks, they're like, oh my God, this doesn't work. And then they jump to something else and then they exhaust themselves because they're just going through the cycle of like, okay, <laughs> you're just trying random stuff for a couple weeks and then giving up versus the real, you know, reason why um, I think people succeed in this business is they find something, they rock it, they refine it, they stick with it, they mm -hmm know, have their repeatable system and keep doing it. And then they maybe add something else or, you know, go a different direction perhaps. But a lot of times it's really about focus. And so one of the things I want to ask you is what are some common maybe mistakes that you see when people decide, okay, I'm going to do a live launch or I'm going to put myself out there online and have an open and closed date and really get this program out there. What are some common mistakes you see? Well, I think a live launch is it's not just like one event. I see a lot of people doing like one event and then that's it. It's usually not enough. So uh, a launch period is actually can be like several weeks of time. Um, and you can have you can utilize different kinds of live experiences within that time. Um, it does take a lot of planning as well. So really giving yourself time before the launch to prep materials, um, create your email sequences so that they're ready to go. So it is properly batching, especially if it's the first time you're launching it. But the great part about launch cycling is that once you've done it the first time, you just reflect, have a reflection session at the end of it and keep the parts that you want to move forward with. And you won't have to recreate those materials and get again. Nice. Excuse me. But I also, you know, I think that um, it's a really high energy event. So you do have to kind of get used to it as well. So don't give up on it. It's it's um, you're going live in front of people. You're going to have engagement and it can be super unique, super fun. I've, I've attended some awesome launches as an entrepreneur where uh, that have inspired me and I've taken elements of other people's launches. So I would say go to other people's launches, too, and find out pieces that you really are stick with. Just I like to attend marketing stuff as someone who's curious about how people are marketing. Like I show up to those spaces because I want to learn. Um, I'm not offended by it. I, I really just, I just dial in and see, okay, and how would I do it differently? And then you can show up to your launches even more effectively and with more confidence. Love it. Yes. So a couple things there. Number one, as Tony Robbins says, success leaves clues. So you're saying, you know, look at what you like in the marketplace and just see what's working for other people. And sometimes that can give you some ideas. Um, also make it your own, as you said, so see what things you do differently. And then the other thing you mentioned that I think is useful is gaining that confidence and really um, having the energy to pursue a launch because you're right, it does take preparation, it does take writing stuff beforehand, and it even takes that leap of faith that first time because you're going to have to do it without knowing, okay, you know, 
what is exactly going to be the results for my first time, right? So it takes that leap of faith to really trust yourself in that process. So it's much more gratifying, though, honestly, just to master the things that are working in the online space. The alternative to that is older, old fashioned webinars and things like that that aren't really as popular anymore or transitioning to creating a webinar that goes evergreen and using funnels and more technical things. So there's like different rabbit holes to go down in the online space. There really aren't that many learn one really, really well. And it's going to be so much better than going door to door or doing cold calls or lists or multiple events like we started the conversation with today. Honestly, Mm -hmm. it really does take a lot less time. A launch takes a few hours of preparation for me now. When I first started, sure, it took like several, you know, dozen hours. But now I know how to outsource certain tasks that I can easily pass off. You just get better with practice. When you're beginning something, of course, it's going to be a struggle, but at least you're starting something new and learning new skills. Absolutely. Yeah. And the last thing you mentioned and what you just said was curiosity. And I love that word because I think in your business, if you can bring curiosity instead of like self-doubt or, um, you know, fear or whatever and lean into, I wonder what could happen to have that experimental Mm -hmm. mindset it's so much better to carry you through. And one of the things you also mentioned was ads. So I have to ask you this just from entrepreneur to entrepreneur, just um, what have you learned about ads and when you should do them and when you shouldn't do them and things like that? Well, ads, I think are definitely a benefit um, once what I'm really beginning to see. I mean, there's, there's risk in business, right? It's just a risky, we make risks, we, we weigh them and we make decisions all the time. That's what we do as CEOs. I mean, ads, I say like, you know, be at a five to $7,000 point and be have some organic content that's already delivering well to a super niched audience. Having your ecosystems for social selling already down packed before you do ads as well as consistent reliable, predictable monthly income. And then when you're actually doing the ads technically starting at the lowest amount possible per day and then going up maybe like 20% every four days, the best times before a launch, there's a particular period when you're trying to fill the class that you're doing or to fill in the live classes that you're doing. And the ad spend is obviously going to be a lot lower and more valuable using Facebook, Meta, um, Instagram, and also YouTube. Awesome. I have an alarm going off, so I'm going to have you just share anything you want right now and be right back. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, ads are just a really fantastic skill. And um, I, I love looking at ads that it's a, a fun way to engage and bring in new traffic and it can be really rewarding and also very predictable because once you know exactly what ads are performing, you just press the go button each and every time that you need to use them for particular times. Um, and then of course you can also um, lead them to value-based resources like an ebook or a guide and create really effective funnels to come into your business that you can just press on evergreen again automated so that you can be making um money in between your launches in a more of a you know i'm not paying attention way (laughs) nice nice yeah and thank you for uh adding on to that (laughs) (laughs) and i mean honestly i'm I'm not at that yet but that's in my vision that's that's where i'm 
that's what I'm looking at next. Once I've really mastered my launch, my launch cycle, my unique launch cycle, mm-hmm. I'm currently just like relaunching a couple new ideas. Um, one of my one-to-ones I'm turning into an effective group program. So I'm just re- restructuring some of my products because really that that is more important than more of this technical stuff. You know, is your product validated? Is it relevant to today's market? Are you talking to people? All the clarity in the messaging and the clarity in how we talk about our products and our services, that needs to happen and get dialed in first, as well as who you're talking to. Part of my issue and why my marketing was so messy was not just because I was at multiple places, but because I was talking to multiple types of people. Mm. To have ads be successful in any marketing, any organic free marketing to be successful, it has to be dialed in to a very clear audience uh, who have and, and really talking to them based on market research and having plenty of opportunities to talk about your products. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And one question I would ask too is because launching and it, it takes, you got to show up, as you said, like with energy and, you know, probably mm-hmm. be on video and be interacting with people and talking to people. How do you, um, what are some tips you have for people who are like, oh, that's just not me. I hate video. I want to hide. I don't like talking to people. You know, what's some tips around that? So I just did this five day challenge in my, in my Facebook group. Um, and, um, it's a revenue building business group just for brick and mortar, um, practitioners who are service-based, like your chiropractors, massage therapists. And a lot of those folks are like, I'm great in person, Laura, but getting on camera is very like, and I'm like, yes, we can definitely work together because my background's theater as well. Like I was a theater major and I, I think it's very important. One of the unavoidables of entrepreneurship is having to talk about your business. If you're doing it in person and that feels comfortable, there are ways to convert that content into digital formatting. So working on some particular strategies, getting creative, being flexible, working with a coach who can help you kind of figure out how to turn that live stuff into online, that online content. Um, It's definitely something that we want to strengthen. Your voice is very, very important, especially in a market like today's where conviction and really talking about your opinions does matter and helps you be set apart from other practitioners because there's hundreds of chiropractors in my area, but there's nobody like you. So getting that special sauce is going to be really important and really good to, to work out right away. Um, and then also this idea that the online space is just another space um, that, you know, lessen some of the pressure around it and, and just start practicing and, and doing things. It can it can be really messy. And that's something that I actually do in my product, um, Launch Your Impact Driven Business, because I actually help them, I guide them, I hold their hand, and I help them run their own launch. Because there is a lot of pieces, um, and you need a lot of virtual assistance. You need someone there helping not some of the balls dropping, but and also conversations. There are a lot of people showing up, and I think that's kind of the part that's always a little scary. Is like, wow, I really my my efforts been maximized, and there are people coming out of the woodworks to see me and to listen to me, and I did not expect all this reaction. So you have to have systems in place to be able to collect the data from those interactions and also be able to lead those people down the right tunnel to the destination, which is a phone call to get into consultations or actual book services. Awesome. Yeah. Great advice. And I think you're right about, you're just going to have to face it if you want <laughs> things to move along quicker. Um, now, one of the other things you mentioned though, and now I'm drawing a blank. Oh, you had talked about 
how you work with a lot of local uh, people who are great in person, but maybe not online. So what are some um, initial steps for somebody if they are more in person and they're like, I don't even know, I don't even have like a social media account. Like what would you tell somebody about how did they decide what's the best place for them to start? Yeah, I had a client who was an in-person Reiki master. She is an in-person Reiki master. And after four or five months of working together one-on-one, she did her first live on her Instagram that had gone dormant for a year. And that was a huge breakthrough because it was like her first time really showing up again on this online space. So how we worked together was through coaching and really starting with like a workbook, talking about her mission, talking about um, the ways that she sees herself in the industry, how she sees the industry that she's in, um, really gains the heart of some of the things that could then build some content around there. Um, moving forward beyond that coaching experience, I would actually build in some strategy um, with a different client with that same problem, um, like really making some monologues, making some pieces of content for them, cre uh, mass, you know, creating and managing some of their content for them, giving them scripts, and then also utilizing ways to record some of the experiences she's having as long as there's consent, of course with the people that she's speaking with in her sessions to just gather as much as we can for testimonials for, and just create and batch content on behalf of the client. Nice. Yeah. Great advice. So before we wrap up, um, I just want to let everybody know if you're wondering where to start when it comes to your marketing, this replay is going to be in the marketing hub, Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash group slash the marketing hub group. You're welcome to join us in there. There's going to be more lives about how to grow in your business and market yourself. And uh, Laura, where can everybody also connect with you? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you can find Laura Bomb on LinkedIn, on Facebook. And um, we have, um, yeah, we've, we're, we're kind of everywhere. It's Laura's Botanicals on Instagram. But um, yeah, I, Facebook, all the things. And we have our revenue building Facebook group as well for those who, if you guys know some holistic practitioners or you yourself are a holistic practitioner, holistic health awesome. practitioner. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming. And I have one more question for you. Yes. What would you say is one of the most important traits to have going into entrepreneurship if you want to be successful? Um, so successful is different for every person, um, but I think that we all can agree that we're all doing it because we want to have some like independence and have revenue, like endless revenue, because the opportunity it's un it's uncapped. Um, so you know, with that in mind, really think about your goals, and it's there's a lot of letters between A and Z. Right. So if we're getting really stuck on Z and we're not thinking about all the little steps to that, then that's kind of a problem. And that was where I was. It was like, you know, um, really having working backwards and really working on reverse engineering was a huge deal for me. So it not only about because you have to do things in steps because of momentum and building success, really noticing your efforts and reflecting as much as you need to on your wins. Um, no one's really going to be patting your back. You're going to have to pat your own back. And um, if this is really what you want to do, if you really want to scale the business, if you if you really want to free up your CEO schedule so you can go to conferences and you know do more things with your family and have a really powerful, vibrant staff and mission, then you know you're going to have to you're going to have to do those steps and um, yeah, and and do the do the mapping out, make it visual. 
Nice. Okay. I love that. And I, I love the statement, pat yourself on your own back <laughs> because you're right. Like you need to be able to do that because nobody else is going to be when you're, you know, working by yourself as a solopreneur in the beginning. Um, mm -hmm. You got to be that person for you. So thank you so much for coming on and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks guys. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. And if it's really helpful for you, I'd really appreciate if you share it and or leave a written podcast review. This tells the podcast sites that our show is useful and it will be promoted to more people that way. Thanks again.